Thanks for tuning in to the Renew Life Church Lubbock podcast today. We hope this message encourages you as you allow God's word and his presence to change your life. Today, I want to talk to you as something really, really strong on my heart. I want to talk to you about what it looks like to belong to Jesus. What does it look like to belong to Jesus? What are the benefits of belonging to Jesus? In fact, I I want us to declare that over ourselves before we even get going today, because I feel like it's a really good thing to say. Just say, I belong to Jesus. Say it one more time. Say, I belong to Jesus. You belong to Jesus. You belong to him. You belong in the kingdom of God. You belong in relationship with the heavenly father. You you actually belong to Jesus. I don't know if you've ever thought about this before, but have you you noticed that, that the things that you belong to have an effect on your life? the organization that you belong to, maybe a people group that you belong to, it actually affects your life. In fact, um, the, the quality of your life is highly determined by the things that you belong to. The quality of your life is highly dependent on who you are connected to and what you are connected to. You see, who do you belong to today? Who are the relationships that you have in your life? What organizations are you a part of? You've probably noticed this before, but you may not ever kind of kind of put it put it together today. Uh, but when you belong to something, when you belong to something, you know there there are benefits that are attached to the the things that you belong to, right? Um, for, for instance, you, you may be in here and you belong to a country club, and if you do. Just saying your pastor likes golf too. You might just put him on your list, all right? But if you belong to a country club, what happened? There are some benefits. There are some perks to being a part of that country club, right? You get to golf. You get to swim in the summertime. You're invited to the special dinners when the musician comes out. Like nobody else gets the invitation. There are benefits to you belonging to that country club. Many of you, um, how many Texas Tech football fans do I have in here? Raise your hand. See, you, you belong to the Texas Tech football team. They, they, they affect the quality of your life. You've been heartbroken many times in the last couple of weekends, right? You see, what, what you belong to actually affects your life. What you belong to can benefit you. There are, there are consequences, good and bad, to the, the, the things that you are connected to and the things that you belong to. You know, this is especially true um, when it comes to the people that you belong to the people that you're highly connected to, the people that you have great relationships with. I'm not sure if you've ever thought of, this, thought of it this way, but I want you to think about your, your people group, the ones that you belong to. You're probably sitting next to them today. Have you realized that their life affects your life? Have you realized that, 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 that the stuff, even the stuff that they have, kind of, the closer that you get to them, it kind of starts to become your stuff. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if your friend has a boat, good news. Guess what? Now you kind of have a boat. <laughs> if, if, if your friend is, is, is a part of the country club, oh yeah, guess what? Now you, you kind of, you're kind of a part of the, of the country club. The people that you belong to, you see, their, their stuff begins to get on you. Their wealth will get on you. 
their strength will begin to become your strength. The peace that they carry begins to become your peace. Here's one for you. The wisdom that they have in their life. It begins to become the wisdom that gets on you. How many of you would like some, some people who have some wisdom in the area of parenting around you? How many of you would like some, some parenting wisdom to just kind of just fall on you? Anybody, anybody in here, right? If you belong to certain people, you connect to certain people, the wisdom that they have in those areas, it will actually begin to get on you. I want to remind you who you belong to today. Because if that's true with people and things, you know what scripture says? It says that you belong to Jesus. You belong to Jesus. You belong to the son of God. You belong to the one who through which everything you see around you was created. You, you, you belong to the one who defeated death, sin, and the grave. You belong to the one who has lasted thousands and thousands of years and is still being talked about today because of the miracles that he did upon this earth. You belong to the one who actually walked this, this, this earth and never sinned, no, not one single time. You belong to the one who was tough enough and strong enough, who took stripes on his back and holes in his hands for you. You belong to Jesus. Come on, say, I belong to Jesus. Come on, say it again. You need to declare this word over you today. Say, I belong to Jesus. You belong to him. You may have a friend who's got the boat and got the country club and got all the good stuff, and they don't even compare to the one you really belong to. I wonder if today, if we actually realize who we belong to, do we act like we belong to Jesus? Do we think like we belong to Jesus? Do we approach problems and situations in our life with the frame, the, 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 the mindset and the, the frame of work around our mind that says, you know what? I actually belong to Jesus. Because hear me today, when you realize that you belong to him, you start to look at life a lot differently. If you have your Bible, turn to Romans chapter eight. I've been in Romans chapter eight for a while now. And uh, man, it's just, it's one of those, it's one of those chapters um, that there's just so much good in it. I'm gonna read a couple of verses, uh, one and two, and then I'm gonna skip down just so that we can kind of get the, the, the full point of what we're talking about today. But Romans chapter eight, in verse one and two, look at what it says, you, you know it. It says, so now there is no condemnation for who? For those who belong to Christ Jesus. Here's the first benefit that you get when you belong to Jesus. You get to walk around without any condemnation. You want to know the first benefit to your life of belonging to Jesus? You don't have to walk around feeling guilty. You don't have to walk around full of shame. He said, because here's what he says. He's like, I want you to understand when, when you're connected to me, when you belong to me, there's no condemnation for you. There's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Verse two, and because you belong to him. Come on, can you just tell the apostle Paul was trying to get it through our thick skull of who we belong to? And so when you see, when you see him start repeating themselves, they're like, they ain't, they ain't got it yet. Come on, I need to write this down a couple more times. No condemnation for those who belong to, to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, 
the power, come on, say power. The power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. You want to know the second benefit of belonging to Jesus? Is that the power of the life-giving spirit dwells on the inside of you. That you have the Holy Spirit. Not just a helper, not just someone who helps you in all these, these kind, of, kind of areas. You know what else he brings to your life? He actually brings power to you. See, when you belong to Jesus, guess what you should be expecting in your life? Power. When you belong to Jesus, you should have a mindset that says, I have power. Not my own power. I'm not strong in, in and of myself, but I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Am I preaching to anybody today? You belong to Jesus. And he says the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. If you skip down to verse 15, this is where it gets really, really good. He says this. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. Since we are his children, we are his heirs. Since we are his children, we have an inheritance. Since we are his children, we have some promises made to us. Since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. I want to title the message, I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. Would you take a moment and just pray with me? Yeah, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that we belong to you. I pray that this gets so deep down on the inside of us that we can't help to think different, feel different, act different, because we realize, not just with our head, not just with our thoughts, we realize in our heart that we belong to Jesus, that we are sons, that we are daughters of the Most High. No matter what we've done, we're your children today. Yeah, Lord, I just even begin to release that into this, this place today an inheritance for us, a sonship for us. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. If you agree, say amen. Amen, amen. Um, today, I, I want to tell you about a vision that I had um, as I was actually preparing this message. I kind of, not, not to, to, to make it super spiritual, although it was spiritual, I just began to see, I began to see something, I believe, in the Spirit as I, was, as I was thinking through this and what the Lord, uh, as he began to show me what he wanted to talk about today. And um, what I saw, I saw a, I saw a man and um, he found himself in this mansion. Now this is gonna kinda, you're gonna kinda have to turn your, turn your like movie brain on with me for a second, okay? I want you to imagine. I want you to imagine this with me. I want you to think about what I'm saying, okay? Can I just say this? The Lord gave you your imagination, the imagination is not something that the flesh just all of a sudden conjured up. In other words, you can use your imagination because God created you with it. <laughs> Come on, where are my creative people at? Say amen. Amen. Okay, there you are. There you are. So I saw this man, 
And, um, and he found himself in this mansion. You see in the movies when you know you kind of walk into a mansion, it's this big, great room, right, with a staircase. And there's just all these hallways and doors everywhere else. And he was just kind of in this, this entry room. And he was, he was walking around. He had his head down. And um, he, was, he was very caught up in his situation. Um, when, you, when I looked at the man, I, could, I, I saw he, he had tattered clothes on, holes in his, his shirt and his jeans. Um, he, actually, he actually looked homeless to me. Um, that, that he had been through some stuff. I uh, even sensed that he had maybe even had a drug addiction at some point. I mean, he had just gone, gone through a lot. And uh, I don't know if you've ever kind of watched a movie before, but you know how there's some movies where you actually know more about the character in the movie than they know about themselves? How you watch the movie and they set it all up. That's how this vision was. And I began to, I began to see things that, that he didn't even see yet. And I, I began, it's like I kind of knew his history just by, by looking at him. And it was very, very odd because here he was walking around in the same clothes. Um, in, in fact, it seemed like, it seemed like that, that, that someone had literally picked him up off the street supernaturally and just like transported him into this home. All right, is it getting too weird for you? Can I keep going? It was kind of like they just kind of plopped him in this home. But he still thought that he was out on the street. I could notice as I saw him in this mansion, he didn't even realize where he was. And I knew as he was walking around, I knew just around the corner, there was a 1,500 square foot kitchen with a a chef, four or five workers, and they were waiting to serve someone food. He was walking around hungry, and literally all the food that he needed, gourmet food, was right there. I knew that upstairs there was a room, and it had a king bed, it had a couch, it had a lazy boy. I mean, it had a, it had a master shower where he could get cleaned up. I, I realized there was, there was a butler hanging around the house somewhere. I even thought, oh, yeah, there's, there's actually even some cars, multiple cars in the garage. Oh, yeah, all the ones you're thinking of right now, guys. And not only the cars, but there's a chauffeur just sitting down in the garage just waiting to drive him around. And what was interesting is as I began to watch this man with his head down walking back and forth, I realized something pretty special. That actually everything in that house was his. That that chef was waiting for him. That chauffeur was actually waiting for him that if he would just to walk into his room, he could take off those, those tattered clothing and he could put on, he had, he had a whole wardrobe and it was perfectly fitted for him. I mean, he like James Bond fitted, like suits and everything for him. And all of a sudden I, I kind of stepped back, uh, stepped back from the vision. <clears throat> and I felt like the Lord began to show me that Many of us are like this man. That many Christians, we actually live our life like this man. You know what scripture says? It says that when you were saved, he transported you out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son. He said when you were saved, you became a son and you became a daughter of the Most High God. It didn't matter how bad you were. It didn't matter all the mistakes in your life. All, the, all your past actually didn't even play a factor in, 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 in when he picked you up and placed you in a new place. No, no, no. It was all because of the blood of Jesus. And when you gave your life to him, I want you to see it this way. God literally grabbed you up off the streets 
and he put you in a mansion. He put you in a mansion called the kingdom of God. You are not, hear me today, you are not a part of the world system. If you believe in Jesus, you are a part of a new kingdom, a kingdom that he came to establish, a kingdom that is not, that it's not, we're not going to, to get to when we die, but it's a kingdom that we're supposed to bring here on the earth right now. We are a part of something, we're a part of a, of, of a different family. And you know what many of us are actually doing? We're walking around in our tattered clothing and we still see ourselves on the street instead of seeing ourselves in the mansion. I believe one of the things that God so desires to do for you and so desires to do for, your, for, for his people. I imagine him, here's what he wants to do. I imagine him like a father or like the owner of that mansion running into the mansion and grabbing this man and literally shaking him and say, would you look around? Look around. You think you're on the street? No, no, no. pay attention. Look at where you're at. All this, it's yours. That room up there, Yours. Those clothes, yours. Those cars, yours. They're yours. Some of y'all might be thinking, oh man, I didn't know I was coming to a prosperity church, prosperity gospel church. <clears throat> I'm not going to say that we're not one. <laughs> because you can't deny that scripture says there are benefits when you belong to Jesus. Am I saying that you get all the cars and you get all the nice clothes? No, no, that's, that, that, that may be a part, of, a part of the deal. But you know what you got around each corner? You know what you got around each door? Oh, I can walk into that door and I can say, oh, no condemnation for me. Oh, I'll walk up those stairs and into my room. Oh, yeah, that, this is what I receive. The power of the life-giving spirit dwells in me. I'm a son of the most high God. I'm a daughter of the most high God. I get to live in a whole flipping different kingdom. I get to operate and think and act and feel differently. Are you, are you following me today? That there is something different that happens when you receive Jesus. You see, you belong to him. You belong to him. I kind of wonder what would happen if we really actually believed that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here, hear me today. I'm not preaching to your mind today. I'm preaching to your spirit. Because I believe what the Lord wants to do is I believe he wants this to get so far down on the inside of you <laughs> that you actually begin to think you're awesome. No, 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 no. Like you actually, you actually don't just think, you actually really believe. <laughs> I got it going on, bro. Sister, I am, I'm killing it. I'm literally crushing it. I, you, you, you can't beat me. Enemy, nice try. See, there's this whole mindset, I believe, in Christianity where it's like everything is about you getting better and, and it's, this, it's this focus on trying just to like, man, you know, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You know, just, the, you know what I see when, I, when people say that to me? I see someone just kind of like hopping along with, with Jesus. Like they're just beat up. They got a bad ankle. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Just thanking God, one day I'm going to get to heaven. It's going to take me a long time to get there because of this broken ankle. I'm going to get there though. I'm just thankful that I can walk. 
No. That is bull. Jesus came to give you life and life more abundant. He came to give you an abundant life. We do not live a life in the kingdom in struggle. We have struggles, but we don't live a life of struggle. We, 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 we have things that we go through that are hard, and we got to be real with ourselves, and we got to, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, I'm struggling right now. You know, I'm kind of struggling in shame. I know there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, but I'm kind of feeling condemned. I get that. I've been there. We go through seasons like that, but they're meant to be seasons, not a life. Jesus came to give us life. How can we live that way when he says the power of the life-giving spirit dwells in us? How can we not start to see miracles and signs and wonders and healings and begin to prophesy and things break out when the power of the life-giving spirit dwells in you? See, we gotta realize who we belong to. See, when I, when, when I, I know that I belong to Jesus, here, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a chill pill for a second. Here we go. <clears throat> I want you to picture, picture the, what, it, what it's like to belong to Jesus. And you're just gonna have to forgive me for this analogy, but it's, it's just the one that I have, okay? You'll know what I'm saying, what I'm about to say. Your relationship with Jesus, your relationship with God, you know what it looks like? It looks like you're best friends with Jesus and Jesus is like a famous actor or a famous athlete. But you're his boy. You're his girl. And whatever club you wanna get into, Guess what? You can get into any, you can get into any of it because you know Jesus. I want to picture you walking down. <laughs> you're like, are we in church, Keith? Do you realize what you're saying? I want you to walk. You're like you're walking down. There's clubs all lined up, and there's lines. And but you're walking with Jesus. And every time the bouncer looks and sees Jesus, they're like, up here, come on, y'all, y'all go ahead and come on in. He just opens it up, and then they stop you. And then Jesus turns and looks back and like, hey, he's good. He's with me. He's with me. She's with me. You can get into any promise that you want that you read about in this Bible because you belong to him. Every single promise that you read about, come on, every promise that you read about, it is yours, not because of you, but because you belong to Jesus, because you're attached to him, because what he died for, his benefits, they actually get all over you. Romans chapter eight, this is what Paul he was trying to teach, he was trying to teach the people, trying to get them to wrap their head around the fact that they're not, they're not serving a God. They're actually in relationship with a God. He said in verse 15, I want to read it to you again. He says, you've not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Come on, right there. Some of y'all need to grab a hold of that one right there. If you are walking around as a fearful slave, that's not the spirit that Jesus gave to you. We are not, we haven't received a spirit of fear, uh, that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit. Look at what he did when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And here it is, verse 17. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. I love, I began to share this in our meeting and Dan, Dan began to pray. He said, Lord, it's time that we stop walking around the edges of our inheritance and jump in. 
Many of us live our life walking around the edge of our inheritance. Oh, that looks good. Oh, did you see? Look at what that, that Christian has. Oh, that's amazing. And not for me. I'm just going to walk around my inheritance. 1 Peter 2.9. This is one of those ones that gets you all jacked up. 1 Peter 2.9. Look at what it says. You are a chosen people. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are God's special possession. Come on, someone should say amen right there. You're God's special possession. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. See, I believe God is wanting us to begin to think differently. I want to be really, really super honest with you. I don't want this to sound condemning. But if you don't know this, and if you don't believe it, guess what? You're not walking in it. If you don't, people are, my people perish for what? A lack of knowledge. When we don't know this, and if we don't believe, really believe this, we will not be able to walk in it. How do we walk in the things of the kingdom? We walk in them by faith, and we walk in them by renewing our mind to that truth. If we don't know it, we are not being transformed to it. And what I believe that God wants us to do, you, you might be sitting like, how does this actually apply to my life right now? Here's, here's, here's how it applies. You, ha, you have heavenly solutions for every earthly problem. Whatever you're facing right now, whatever's waiting in the future for you, someone who realizes who they belong to, when they walk, if, if, if this is my problem and I get up to it, guess what? I can't knock it over, but I would if if I didn't want to spill everything and break my iPad. <clears throat> I walk up to this and I see this different. This, this problem, it, it, it gets filtered through the mindset of, I belong to Jesus. This problem gets filtered through the power of the life-giving spirits in me. This problem gets filtered through, my God is for me and not against me. This problem gets filtered for, my God has a plan for me and it's to prosper and not to harm me, but to give me a hope in a future. This problem, it gets deciphered and filtered through, I'm a son. I'm a son. You know the thing about sons? Sons actually think different than slaves. Sons think different than slaves do. Sons think outside the box while slaves think inside the box because they're afraid to mess up. Sons walk into situations and they think, oh yeah, this is probably mine. They read the blessings in God, like, oh yeah, that, that's, that's mine. I can have that. Sons just, they just they think, how many have sons in here today? Have you just have kids in here? Like, <clears throat> Have you noticed how they act? <laughs> I'll just say that. Have you noticed how they act? All the ways that they act, like they don't have good parents in the home and they do and they still act that way. My, my kids will still ask me for things they know they can't have. They'll, they, they could eat an entire cake and then come ask me, hey dad, can I have some Skittles? You just ate a cake, a whole cake. And you're gonna, you think that I want you to have this, you think you're actually gonna get the Skittles? They know they ain't gonna get no Skittles. They know that, but they ask. 
You want to know why they ask? Because they're sons. You know what sla- how slaves would act in that situation? They just, a slave may go over. <laughs> Why'd I get this picture? A slave may go over and just kind of get a little bit of icing and be like. They don't even think they get a piece of the cake. I'm talking about changing your mind. I'm talking about a whole new framework, a whole new mindset. Where you are approaching life like you have Jesus on your side. <clears throat> I, uh, I was kind of looking for a, a story to share with you and uh, nothing was really coming to me and I kind of like pray, even praying on the way to church, like, Lord, give me, a, give me a story. I feel like I need a story. And when my parents here, I, I, uh, he reminded me, of, um, he reminded me of, a, of a story a long time ago. Uh, I remember when I started, uh, I, was, I was a quarterback. I started as a junior in high school and um, I, had a, I, had a lot of, I had a lot of problems throwing interceptions. Now, if you look at my career, you could say that I never got over that problem, but that's, not, that's neither here nor there. <clears throat> but I think my junior year, I, I think I threw like 14 interceptions in like 10 or 11 games, right? That's over one a game, just if y'all don't know how to do math, okay? That's not good if you don't know football. That's not good. My senior year, I only threw three. But I remember... Um, and in one of these games, I would, I would kind of, I would drop back and I would, I would have people all around me and I would just, here's what I would do. I'd kind of freak out and I would just kind of chunk it into the air at the, the closest guy I could find. That's why I had 14 interceptions, okay? And so I would just kind of freak out and let it go. And um, I didn't know this was happening, but I, I did that in one of the games and, and someone from the stands, dad, I don't know if you remember this, but someone from the stands stood up and they had probably seen me throw all these interceptions all year. And they just kind of stood up and they were like, are you kidding me? Get him out. Take him out. All he does is, he, he does that every time. He said something like that. He just didn't know that my dad was sitting like three rows behind him. And um, who knows all the things that they, they heard as they were watching me play. But he stood up and he, and he kind of said what he said. And <laughs> so... My dad stood up and he said what he said. <laughs> and, and he stood up and he, he, he kind of just said, he said, hey, he said, my son's got more athletic ability in his big toe than you got in your whole body. Shut up and sit down. <laughs> Something like that, right? Close with maybe some other things we can't say in church. We can't say in church. <clears throat> and the guy didn't, I don't think the guy said anything the rest of the day. <clears throat> but, When I was told that story, it did something to me. I, I, I had made my mistakes. I knew I was, I knew the mistakes I'd made. I felt bad about the mistakes. I felt embarrassed. But I had someone who was willing to stand up for me and speak the truth, speak the ability, speak what was, it wasn't even coming out yet that was on the inside of me. Because he knew, <laughs> this is kind of, that he knew, he knew who, who I belonged to. He knew, surely there's got to be more athletic ability that I pass down to him than what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> there's got to be more. <clears throat> you have someone who will stand up for you. You know what it says in Scripture? 
It says Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, and you know what he's doing? He's pleading and praying on your behalf. That's how much you belong to him. That he's literally sitting right next to God the Father saying, God, Dan, he's amazing. I know he's a little crazy, but he is amazing, God. Like, look at the, look at the call on his life, God. Let's pray for him right now. He, he needs some prayer, God. Let's pray for Dan right now. <laughs> and he's doing that for you. You belong to him. I'm going to ask you to do something um, and then in the coming weeks that I believe is, is going to help you apply this message to you. I'll ask you this question. Have you, ever had, have you ever had a friend, a close friend, come up and they offer you something, but it's just, it's so good that you, you're like, it would be awkward to take them up on their offer. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like maybe like with my boat analogy. Let's say you have a friend who has a boat and they say something to you like, hey, anytime you want the boat, just come hook up to it. You can take it to the lake. And what, what do all of us do? We never do it, right? I even had Braden, you know, they have a pool at their house. And he said, anytime we're out of town, you just bring the kids over and y'all can go swimming. Like at my house. Just use it, use it like it's yours. There's things, there's people in our life that have offered certain things like that. But you, you know deep down the side, I, I can't, that's just too much. I can't, I can't take them up on their offer. The next, I really want you to do this. The next time this happens to you, I want you to take that person up on their offer. The next one. And I'm not saying you have to be weird about it. If they, if they offer you something, just say, hey, I heard what you said. Are you sure you want to offer me what you're saying you're offering me? If they say yes, I want you to do it. Because you need to work through that emotion that says, this is too much. I'm overstepping my boundaries. I don't deserve this. This is theirs. You, you want to know why I want you to do that? Because that's what it feels like to think, act, and do the things that God has called you to do. When you read that blessing, when you read that promise, when that opportunity comes, guess what? It's going to feel too good to be true. It's going to feel like I'm not qualified for that. I don't deserve that. I'm overstepping my boundaries, God. You need, to, you need to actually do it in the natural. So in the supernatural, you can kind of get, oh, yeah, I live in a mansion. That promise is for me. That healing is for me. That life of no fear, it is for me. That life of no condemnation, it is for me. That righteousness that Renew Life talks about every single Sunday, it's mine. That forgiveness, it's mine. I don't care what I did. I don't care what I said. I don't care what I'm going to do. I don't care what I'm going to say. I am forgiven and I stand righteous, pure, forgiven in the blood of my Savior. I belong to Jesus. I belong to him. Thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to join us in person for church, Renew Life meets every Sunday morning at the YWCA at 6501 University Avenue in Lubbock, Texas. For more information on our ministry, check out renewlifechurch.com or find us on social media. We hope to see you soon.